Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast Team Capsules. As we head into the 2022 season, we have started the AFC South. And today, Wiz, we are on to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, interesting team. A team that I like this year. Um, I just kind of like them getting Matt Ryan. I guess we'll get right into and talk about it. You know, I think Matt Ryan is going to bring some really good leadership, uh, a, a player that's not going to wilt down the stretch of the games and can make good decisions as well. And, uh, you know, look, I, the days of drafting Matt Ryan as a guaranteed quarterback one, I think we could say, are over. But that being said, he's certainly prominent in super flex leagues. We have to start two quarterbacks. And I do not mind him in standard leagues if he's going to be my backup quarterback and basically bye week and maybe good situational starts. So I'm good with Matt Ryan. The days of having him as your quarterback one are probably over for me, but I think he's still going to be relevant in super flex leagues and um, backup bye week starter and maybe a spot starter uh, in good matchups. How do you feel about Matt Ryan? Yeah. So it's a, it's a really interesting question. So, now he moves from the Atlanta Falcons, uh, where granted last year uh, under under uh, under Frank Smith uh, under Smith Arthur Smith, excuse me, who took over the reins as head coach. Uh, but the start of his season last year, this is before Ridley, uh, you know, went down with an injury or, t- or took a leave, I should say. Um, but the start of his season last year, Matt Ryan actually averaged 285 yards passing in his first 10 games uh, or nine games. And I think he had 15 touchdowns as well. He was actually pretty productive. Uh, and then the second half of the season, he was a complete disaster. Um, now he moves over to the Colts. Uh, and Frank Reich gets a player where I agree with you is I don't think he's going to blow games in the end where that's really what ended up happening. The inconsistent play of Carson Wentz really came back to haunt the Indianapolis Colts. You know, the thing is, Wiz, this is the fifth time in six years uh, that we have a different quarterback starting for the, for the Colts. They've really tried to find their way since Andrew Luck surprised them with that uh you know, early retirement. And uh, I, I think Matt Ryan is an excellent candidate for a, a backup quarterback. Uh, despite the fact this being a run first offense, I think he, he enters an offense where first off, he's going to have a way better offensive line uh, than he's had in, in his, in his Atlanta career. So I absolutely love Matt Ryan as a backup quarterback. Uh, and I think there's going to be some weeks where the matchups will be enticing enough where, you know, bad weather or something or an injury to your starter, and you'll feel very comfortable starting Matt Ryan at quarterback. That's what I would say to that, Was Yeah, I don't agree with that. And, uh, you know, the AFC, when you look at some of these teams, and, boy, you could make a case that uh, maybe seven of the ten best teams are in the AFC. And, uh, you know, say they have, you know, some of these superpower teams like the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs and a couple other teams in the AFC West and Cincinnati was the darling of the National Football last last, uh, season, but if those teams, some of those teams are super teams, Jonathan Taylor may be the kryptonite to that. Um, I think he's a difference maker. Um, When you look at the game that they played at Buffalo last year, it's just a taste of what the Colts and Jonathan Taylor could do. He had four rushing touchdowns against them at Buffalo, 170 yards rushing, another touchdown receiving. Um, And by by the way, you're you're talking about a top five defense last year in the NFL. Yeah, and I think think that Jonathan Taylor – 
as the season progresses and the Colts make the playoffs, which I think they are, I think that you're going to see them do some special things, and that's because of Jonathan Taylor. He's elite. I think he's the overall best running back in football in terms of fantasy. Um, and the depth chart is pretty good behind him as well. Hines is good catching the ball. They got Philip Lindsay there as well, and Tyson Williams lands with Indianapolis. If something would happen to Jonathan Taylor, they'd miss time. Uh, it would be some sort of a three-headed monster where all of those guys kind of canceling each other out. But Hines may be getting a little bit more value in PPR leagues, but Jonathan Taylor is elite. If he's not running back number one overall, he's certainly in the top three. Um, so just love the player, and uh, I think he's going to be, like I said, kryptonite for some of these superpower teams come to playoffs this year. Yeah, it's interesting. I was watching an interview with Chris Ballard, who's the GM in, in Indianapolis, and they said they felt last year – I, you know, a kind of an indictment on the way Carson Wentz was playing and just kind of what they wanted to do offensively. They, they got away a little bit from what they did successfully in the previous season, which is Philip Rivers being able to get Naheem Hines out of the, the, the ball out of the backfield. And it just did not happen enough with Carson, Carson Wentz. So it sounds as if they want to get uh, Hines a little bit more involved. And it kind of makes sense as well when, when you look at this receiving core, which has some question marks attached to it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, I agree with your assessment on Taylor. Uh, I do like the depth here. I also agree that it will be a three-headed monster. Look, this is, the Colts have, have been, if you look at them over the last couple of seasons combined, it's a it's a top ten offense and defense statistically in the NFL and and you know they haven't had any real success you know in the postseason despite that fact so uh, there are shortcomings here I think a lot of it has been ended up being on the quarterback position especially last year uh, but Jonathan Taylor make no mistake it's the way they want to run their offense and uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with for any opposing defense uh, in the NFL and he will be probably the prohibitive number one draft choice in terms of auction value and in snake drafts as well. Yep, I can see that. Uh, moving on to the you know, wide receivers on this team, I think they all take a step up in terms of value because of the aforementioned uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, and I guess, you know, you start with uh, Michael Pittman in my mind anyhow. And uh, you look, the, when you have Jonathan Taylor, you're not going to be throwing the ball all over the field. But he's a good player. Uh, I think he improves, um, especially with Matt Ryan. I have him as a wide receiver, too. Uh, I don't have him inside like the top 15 of the position. But I think a debate could be made that he's somewhere between 16 and 24. So I have him in wide receiver, too. Um, and then I'd like to see Paris Campbell stay on the field. Uh, he's a talented player, uh, but he just hasn't been able to stay on the field. It's, I think it's kind of the, one of the main reasons that the Colts drafted Alex Pierce, who I also really like from Cincinnati. So the depth chart is good, but to, for that team to really go, uh, I'd like to see Paris Campbell work as a complimentary receiver to Mike Pittman because Alex Pierce is a good player and he's going to be a good player, but a rookie wide receiver coming to the league, you have to keep expectations um, a little bit realistic about what it, the kind of numbers he's going to put up. But, I have Pittman as a wide receiver, too, and I just would like to see Campbell stay on the field and see what he could do. 
Yeah, I agree. It's, he, he's a frustrating guy, Campbell, because he hasn't been able to stay on the field. So, so that's something to watch. I agree with your assessment on Pittman. I would have him ranked there as well. Um, Pittman last year also suffered. He actually started the season very strong the first half of the season. Only a couple of strong games finishing up the season. But like I said, you know, a lot had to do with the fact that the Colts started to lose faith in with what Carson Wentz could do with his arm. And they entrusted Jonathan Taylor to really run the ball a lot more. So uh, I, I agree with all that. Um, yeah, Alec Pierce is, is a bigger body than Paris Campbell, uh, taller, you know, heavier. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to get his opportunities in this offense. They lost Pascal, who, who actually had a couple of big games last year. He's gone. So there'll be somebody that's going to need to fill out the back end of the roster. I think one interesting player last year, Wiz, who, who made a couple of huge plays but not on the field that much, was Ashton Doolin. Uh, a little bit more of a speed guy, special teams guy, punt and kick returner. Um, but I don't know. Is there maybe a chance that this is a player that, you know, let's say someone like Campbell goes down again. Is Does Ashton Doolin get more of a prominent role? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of talking out loud. But I do know he made a couple of sp- splash plays in this offense last year. Yeah, I think the Colts want to see Doolin as kind of their answer to Isaiah McKenzie of Buffalo, even though I don't think he's as skilled as McKenzie, that kind of role where he makes the big explosive plays. But what they really want to see is Paris Campbell stay on the field and Alex Pierce develop, and he'll get better as his career goes on. But um, let me just ask you this. Do you view Pierce or Campbell as fantasy football starters or in terms of fantasy football starters where, you know, you're drafting three receivers in most standard leagues, you're just going to go with Pittman. Yeah, and just going with Pittman. Those other two guys in, in standard fantasy leagues are, are not being drafted. And I would view Mo Ali Cox similar to the way I talked about Brevin Jordan, where definitely wouldn't trust him as a, you know, a top 12 to 15 in the position, but I would put him under the category as interesting to see if he gets the lion's share of the, of, the, of, of the playing time at the position. Anyone with that type of size, that type of speed, that type of red zone target, I always want to keep my eye on. So um, I'm viewing Mo Ali Cox as someone just to keep my eye on and interesting and I'm going to be looking at the playing time do you have a different view of the player so Jack Doyle retired last year um, you know Doyle was hurt a lot last year more of a blocker only 45 uh, targets last year but um, it's interesting that you know Mo Ali Cox was drafted I believe three years ago um, two years ago uh, two years ago they or last year excuse me they drafted Kyler Granson a uh, smaller guy uh, athletic guy uh, and we know the way Frank Reich likes to use his tight ends and in this past year they draft a monster out of Virginia and that's Jelani Woods um, I agree with you that I find Mo Ali Cox interesting I owned Mo Ali Cox in one year last year but Wiz to me he was at least last year he was very touchdown dependent not a lot of targets not a lot of time on the field uh, so I would understand him not getting drafted to start. And, you know, maybe after a week or two, we get a better feel for kind of how snaps are handled with this kind of triumvirate. Uh, because I do think the other two guys are going to have some opportunities as well. But I would like to see what the usage looks like uh, to start the season. Because I was a frustrated Mo Ali Cox owner last year. Yeah, exactly. That's why, you know, I think we're both saying the same thing. That watch the playing time, the snap count, and then kind of take the wait-and-see approach and go from there. In terms of the special teams, uh, I think the Colts are uh, a type of defense that 
you know, certainly have to be drafted inside the top 10 or 12 at the position. I think a debate could be made how high up they, they, they could be drafted or should be drafted. But anytime you get at that type of defense uh, that could get, the, get to the opposing quarterback that figures to be in the lead, has four games against the Jags and the, and the Texans, and I don't think the Titans are going to be as potent on offense this year as well. Um, there, there's, there's a lot to like about the Texans, uh, about the Colts' defense. And then Ricardo Blankenship as well. He's a good kicker on a good offensive team, kicking indoors, and you got to love those thick glasses sticking out through the helmet as well. It's another reason I like the player. So what's your view on the Colts and Blankenship? Yeah, so Blankenship, if you remember, so he was hurt most of last year, but he started off 2020 really kicking very, very well tailed off in the second half of the season, started to struggle from long distance. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's definitely in the right situation, as you mentioned. So I think he'll be at the back end of like kind of in that, he'll rank somewhere around 12 to 15 in terms of kickers. Uh, but I think that's an enticing uh, pick, quite frankly, uh, given the potential opportunity in this offense. On the defense, Wiz, it's kind of interesting. Um, the Colts, take away the football a lot. In the last two seasons, 58 takeaways. And to that defense, they added Stephen Gilmore, and they added Ngakwe, who's going to definitely help that pass rush. Where I think there was a little bit of an underperformance in the last two years, they've had a total of 73 sacks, which is slightly below normal for a, a, a solid defense. But I think the presence of Ngakwe, who's pretty much guaranteed to have somewhere between 8 and 12 sacks because that's where he's kind of measured over the last five, six seasons. I think it will kind of help add to this pass rush. Obviously, Darius Leonard, tremendous player. DeForest Buckner, who they picked up in a trade a few years ago. This is a potent defense, so I like the the Colts as a top 12 defense in the NFL, Wiz, and the schedule definitely helps them. There you go. All right, Wiz, so that's it for the Colts, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, And next up, Wiz, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, see if they can rectify that mess that they were last year. Good job, Wiz. All right.